Welcome to the Dance to Learn podcast. My name is Jessica Strong, and I am your host. Today, I wanted to talk about our preschool-aged students and their use of the word no. I came up with the idea for this podcast just yesterday. Um, I was teaching my students at a preschool here in Denver, and I only have three kids signed up in this particular class, so you would think that this class would be a breeze to teach. Um, however, I, I am faced with several challenges with this particular group. Number one, uh, two of the three girls are closer to the age of two than they are to three. The oldest child is closer to the age of five than she is four. And English is not everyone's first language in this group. So because of these particular challenges, I've had to be creative in my teaching approach for this particular group of of dancers. So it's the month of February, and each month in our program, we explore a different theme as well as a different dance concept. So this month I have been working on the concept of relationships and relation relationships meaning how can we dance with others in space and we have a lot of different ways we can do that. We can hold hands and stand side by side. We can hold hands and face each other. We can stand back to back. We can make a line, stand in a circle, etc. So our first week of February, we've been focusing on the first two, which is holding hands and standing side by side. And one of the moves we've been learning is how to make a heart, which is just basically a tendu passe. And then when we passe, we take our hands up into high fifth and we try to touch our fingertips together to make a heart-shaped pose. And then the second one is holding hands and facing each other. And for this one, we are helping each other learn how to balance on one leg in an arabesque. And we're also learning how to work together and do a, uh, like a chasse, a simple chasse across the floor. And learning how to dance with others is a really important skill for this age group. So number one, it's going to teach them cooperation and how to work together with someone else, whether it's to help each other balance or help each other perform a simple move like that chasse, for example. The other thing dancing with a partner teaches is important social skills, like how do we touch someone else without hurting them. They tend to pull on each other or they might even use too much force and end up dragging somebody with them. So they have to learn about inertia and what force they should actually apply to make a particular dance movement happen safely. And so with this particular group, we definitely had a lot of issues. One primarily was with uh, holding hands and how strongly we should hold hands with someone else. So I had a lot of complaints as so-and-so is holding my hand too tight or so-and-so isn't holding my hand at all, etc., etc. So these were some of the challenges that we faced this week with this particular, uh, with this particular group. One of the girls in this class, I'm, I'm going to call her Bailey for this podcast, She is one of the kiddos that is closer to the age of two than she is to three. And she's really, 
slowly learning how to find her voice, which is great. And one way she is expressing herself is by actively saying the word no. And as a teacher, I'm frequently going to ask my students to do simple tasks. For example, let's all stand up. Let's all hold hands. Let's sit on our spot and stretch. So when a child says no to these simple requests, it's really easy to sort of react uh, in a way where we just decide, okay, this child is just being defiant, or this child doesn't want to follow rules, or she doesn't know how to listen. So one thing that I have to constantly remind myself, especially when I'm working with kids ages three to five, um, especially the three-year-olds, I always have to remind myself that they only know, with their language development, they only know about 200 to 300 words. And when they speak or make a sentence, it only is made up of about three to four, three to four words in that sentence. So they have a very limited vocabulary. So the word no, I would imagine, is probably one of the first words that they learn. And as such, they are going to use that word more frequently until they can really begin expanding their vocabulary a little bit more. Uh, And so at this stage in her development, I have to remind myself that she's not able to fully express herself. She doesn't know the words to really say why she may not want to do something. So she just says no, uh, because that's a word she knows. It's easy to say. It's quick to say. And so... Bailey, stand up. No. Bailey, let's stretch. No. Bailey, let's hold hands. No. Uh, so that's easy for her to to say that word. Um, additionally, as the instructor, I have to remind myself that I don't want to make the word no appear to be a bad word. Uh, in fact, I want the word no, I want to remind them that the word no has a lot of power And uh, I want my students to know and to remember that they can use the word no if they feel unsafe. They can use the word no if someone is trying to hurt them or if they feel uncomfortable with a situation. This is a very powerful word and I don't ever want a child to feel like they can't say no to whether it be an adult, another student, uh, because it's really important that they're able to tell somebody, no, I don't want you doing that, or no, stop doing what you're doing, um, etc. So that's a really important aspect to being a teacher as well, is we want them to listen and follow directions, but we don't want them to discourage uh, expressing themselves or telling an adult or another student that they're uncomfortable or something something or someone might be hurting them so that's a really important aspect to remember as well so uh what i have to what i have to think about for each student in my class is what makes them tick and one thing that i noticed with bailey that works really well for her is she really really likes rewards and the reward she likes the best is a sticker so um so I, I know this uh, because I've, I've been working with her now for 
um, about five, I think we're in our fifth week now of dance. And so when she said no, I just immediately responded with, uh-oh, Bailey, that's not how we get a sticker. Do you want to get a sticker today? And I always uh, think about it as I'm going to make a statement and then I'm going to ask a question. Um, that way she has a choice. So, and she usually knows the answer to the question. Um, so I said, do you want to get a sticker today? She said yes. So my response to her was, okay then, I'm going to need you to stand up and dance with us so that you can get a sticker. And her response to that was she immediately stood up and so she responded with the appropriate behavior to that request. Um, Another time that she said no was uh, when I asked her to put her heart on the floor. So for February, we all get a prop, and our prop this month is a little heart. It's like a conversation heart, and it has some dance moves written on it. And we all get our own conversation heart, and uh, we use the heart to help us make our first position. So we were also pretending that our heart was a balloon, So we were blowing up our balloon with our plies, and as we plied, we took our hands up to our high fifth, and then when our balloon was blown up, we bent down and we pick up our heart, and we went up into our releve and did a beret turn, and then we let all the air out and we put our heart back on the floor, which they they really liked doing because they got to make a super silly sound, and uh, it was just a lot of fun for them. Well, Bailey, (laughs) Bailey thought her heart was, I don't really know what she thought the heart was for. Everybody else got the idea of the heart, but sweet Bailey, she, uh, she was putting the heart on her head. She was putting it in her mouth. She was trying to balance it, you know, on her hair. And so she was not using the heart the way that, uh, I had intended for the hearts to be used. So I said, Bailey, uh, can you please put your heart on the floor and we're going to be balloons. Which, of course, her reaction was no. Um, so for this particular instance, I used a different approach. And I said, okay, so this time I'm going to to give her an option of we use the heart correctly or we lose our heart, right? So, um, so this time I said, uh-oh, Bailey, to keep your heart, I'm going to need you to put the heart on the floor. Do you want to keep your heart? So again, I make that statement and then I ask her a question. And she responded with, yes, I want to keep my heart. So I told her what I needed to see from her and I said, go ahead and put your heart on the floor, to which she responded with that appropriate behavior. So I think it's really important as dance teachers that we we make a statement, you know, we, we um, acknowledge that, okay, you said no, so I'm going to acknowledge that you've said no. I'm then going to ask a question, you know, whatever whatever the question is. In this case, do you want to keep your heart? Do you want to get a sticker? Do you want to be the line leader? Whatever you know makes that child tick. Whatever you know is going to get a reaction. And it might take a couple classes before you get there, before you really know your students. Um, and then let them respond to that. Uh, to that question and most of the time they're going to have you know they're going to respond yeah I want to be the line leader yeah I want a sticker no I don't want to lose my heart Um, you know because they don't want to be they don't want to be punished and they also really want to get a reward so I've never I can't think of a time I've ever had a kid say no I don't want a sticker or no I I don't want to do that um, if that's really what makes them tick Um, 
So, and then giving them that choice gives them power to say, okay, so it, it kind of makes them feel like they're they're in charge when really you're still in charge as the adult. But it gives them that choice choice to make. I can either show my teacher that I can listen and follow the directions or I don't and then am I going to get a sticker or am I going to lose the toy that I'm playing with or whatever the situation may be. So uh, for me, I think with Bailey, this is going to be a consistent behavioral challenge that uh, I'm going to be working with until she gets a little bit older. And so I just need to consistently come up with creative ways to continue to inspire Bailey to respond with the appropriate behaviors which she has been showing. But uh, if you find yourself in a situation like mine with a child like Bailey who you know, you're asking reasonable rules and expectations of the child and, you know, their initial reaction is no or I don't want to do that. Um, I have I have four things that I would like you to think about if you find yourself in this type of situation. Uh, number one, I would like you to consider the dancer's age. Uh, if the dancer is three, um, I want you to remember that I don't feel like they're being as much defiant as they lack the vocabulary and their and the confidence of self-expression to fully tell you why they may not want to do something. So I don't think it's a bad child or bad behavior or defiancy or anything like that. I just think no is an easy word to say and they don't know how else to tell you why they don't want to do something. Um, Number two, always remember that the word no is not a bad word. It's a powerful word. And we want our students to know that they can use this word if they feel unsafe, if they're being hurt, or if they're being asked to do something that makes them uncomfortable. So we want them, we want to teach them that in a classroom setting that there are going to be rules and expectations that need to be followed. And similarly, there are actions and reactions to both following the rules and not following the rules. So they're either going to receive a positive reaction or they're going to receive a consequence um, if they don't follow a rule. Maybe they don't get a sticker or they do lose their prop or their toy for a round of, of dance or whatever the case may be. Um, Thirdly, I want you to think about what makes that dancer tick. And again, for your first few classes, you may not know right away what what is it that gets this child excited. One of the girls in this class doesn't like stickers. That is not her motivator. So I'm still trying to figure out what is what is this child's motivator. Um, she does a fairly good job of listening and following directions. So it's not something that I... I'm too worried about with with her. She's the one who's older, closer to five than she is three. So, but she doesn't she doesn't like stickers. So, uh, if I were to say, you know, if if you don't follow the directions today, you're not going to get a sticker. I'm probably not going to get a response to that because she doesn't really care about stickers. So, uh, you have to figure out what what's going to make her excited. Um, and then lastly, just remind your dancer of any consequences that may happen if they continue uh, to, to refuse to display the appropriate behaviors that you are asking of them. And this doesn't have to be, um, you know, 
if you don't do this, I'm taking away your prop, it can, again, it should be a statement. You recognize, you know, that they've said no. For example, "Uh uh-oh, is that how we earn a sticker? And then you ask them a question. Do you want to get a sticker today? So make that statement ask your question, do you want to get a sticker today? And let them respond. And most likely they're going to say yes. And to that response, you say, okay, then I need you to stand up and show me that you can stand up and dance with us. And I like to use the term or the phrase show me. Uh, I just think that then that's up to them. You know, again, it makes them feel like they have the power to actually show me that they can do this. And I believe that they can do it. So when I say show me that you can behave this way or do this dance move or whatever it is you're asking them to do, uh, when you say show me, it, it it puts the ball in their court basically. It's up to them to show you that they can actually behave and respond appropriately Um, and then upon the event that they say no I don't want a sticker or no I don't want to do that then you know that's not their motivator today and then you're going to have to figure out you know okay uh, if you don't stand up that's fine but maybe you know when we get to going across the floor I'm going to have to have you go last, you know, so if you want to go, do you want to go first today? And maybe that's their motivator. So it might take a little bit of time to figure out what really gets that child to tick and uh, what's their what's their motivator to to really listen and follow, follow your directions. Um, so those are my four tips. If you have, if you have a little one who really likes to use that word, no. Um, so let me know. I would love to know. This is our first podcast, so I would love to know what you thought of this. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you give our podcast a like. Um, I hope you subscribe, and I also hope that you leave us a review. Uh, that's how we move up in the ranks. And I'd also like to add that I would love to have you join us on our social media. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our handle is dance to learn And if you're interested in additional learning materials or teaching materials, please visit www.dancetolearnuniversity.com. That's our members-only website. Now, membership is free. Uh, We do have free resources, we have a blog, we have some uh, free online courses and continued dance education courses. Uh, We also have paid uh, subscriptions, we offer lesson plans, curriculum, uh, dance teacher certifications, and continued dance teacher education courses. So all of those are available through dancetolearnuniversity.com. So I hope that you will be joining us there and will become a member of our wonderful community of dance teachers. Again, my name is Jessica Strong, and I am your host for the Dance to Learn podcast. Thank you so much for joining me.